Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. This is Michael Vandervoort, and we're doing a bonus episode of Drive Through HR this week. Uh, our guest today, uh, no Robin schooling, no co-host. Robin is not available. And my guest today is Marcus Newcomb. Marcus, welcome to Drive Through HR. How are you doing today? Thank you very much, Michael, for having me. I'm really doing well. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, we, you know, we just did a little pre-show discussion, and we're going to focus on. Uh, I think uh, what I have viewed as somewhat of a unique pitch from you about how you can help managers as a coach to be successful in their career and in their jobs, but not necessarily have to give up quality of work life, um, which it's, it's hard sometimes these days. So um, anyway, that's the, that's going to be our discussion point, but, but let's get started by having you introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. Thank you. As you introduced me, my name is Marcus Newcomb. I'm an inspiring and result-driven leadership executive consultant, business strategist, and owner of Marcus Newcomb International. Mm-hmm. As a background, I've worked successfully as a HR executive, corporate senior executive, and executive coach, and I'm certified in applied coaching with a successful private practice. What I do is I help managers stuck in their careers by breaking down how to work seamlessly in what are too often unfair and arbitrary workplaces. There, I focus strongly on igniting the emotional intelligence, and there you see a little bit of the key already, to help improve communication, management, problem solving, and relationships. And by the way, the number one questions my client ask is this as good as it gets? Really? <laughs> and, and in full transparency, we just did a little pre-show, and I, this is our second attempt to do this uh, to do this show because I had to reschedule because of schedule changes in my from my job, and and then I almost forgot today. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a living, breathing example of uh, of the kind of folks that you you speak to. I think Marcus. Um, Interesting. And it, it is, you know, like in my, in my case, it's, this is a blip more so than like how I live my life. But mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people, they're struggling in the workplace right now. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I participate as a moderator on a, on a pretty well uh, utilized, heavily, heavily utilized HR board or forum on, on uh, Facebook called Evil HR Lady. And I see people mm-hmm. on there all the time posting about that they're thinking of leaving HR, you know, trying to find a different, you know, different career that they just can't keep up anymore. So I, I, I I assume that these are the kind of folks that come to you as clients. Um, What do you, what do you, why are they, why is everybody struggling so much today, Marcus? It's really an interesting question. And you know what? I gave you some thought that even in the five minutes I had to prepare myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, what it really comes down to, Michael, is there seems to be a new sense of awareness going on. And I believe it very much had to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. You see, everyone got hit by, by, that, um, by that thing. No one really understood what was going on. And I assume most people actually got quite shaken up by it, by the unknowingness of it, by not knowing what's really going on. and. You see, 
this new sense of awareness has somehow made people question, as I said it before, is this as good as it gets? Mm -hmm. And you see, I see actually three factors. One of them is low pay. The second one is no opportunities for advancement. And the third one, which is a huge one, is feeling disrespected at work. Mm. And as you introduced me, I'm working mainly with managers of all levels, and especially at that level. This disrespect at work won't fly very well anymore in the future. Yeah, that and, and, and that. Yeah, I mean, separate from the the clientele you work with, that I believe that what you just said, especially about the disrespect and and pay just engagement um people have said you know we're not gonna we're not going to tolerate how it used to be they're they're you know and 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 a lot of people are pushing back on on work and and the conditions and you know even just like returning to the office is a much problematic one yeah yeah and um yeah so so i i so as as someone comes to you marcus as a coach Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and dealing in this environment, what, what, like, how, like, how do you, how do you help them? Like, what do you, what do you, where do you start and, and what kind of things do you try to, to work with your clients on in this super challenging environment? You see, I basically have a process of three parts. And the first one is get clarity. So what I do is a lot of interview style with my clients. I just let them talk. And, you know, being a former interviewer as a human resources manager, this is really a skill of mine to get out the nitty gritty and the real stuff out of Mm -hmm. those people. So what is really interesting is, you see, I help managers stuck in their careers and I focus strongly on igniting the emotional intelligence because you see, that's, that's mainly where, where their issues are. And how I do it is I either work in groups, which I love very much, you know, almost like a mastermind character. Okay. Where everyone can help everyone because, you know, they're all skilled, experienced uh, managers or depending on uh, the desire of that person, I work in one-on-one coachings. Okay. That, that's interesting to me because I've, I've interviewed, you know, coaches, you know, management coaches or career coaches different times over the years that I've done this mm-hmm. podcast. And I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say they work in groups. Um, and I, I kind of, I kind of get what you mean when you say like a mastermind, but can you maybe, can you maybe share a little bit more about what that process looks like and, and, and how it could help someone? Because not everybody I may not recognize the term mastermind group. Yeah. Oh, I gladly do that. And to start, I was probably the most critical one of thinking that I get managers in a group and talk openly about their issues and that they can actually help each other. And you see what helped me was going into such a group myself. Okay. When I realized, and you know, I, I did some reflection on it after that one session. And I thought, Marcus, if they work with you, they actually get your perspective. And yes, I might be really skilled and experienced, but I haven't all the answers, right? I don't have them. Mm-hmm. So I realized, gosh, if you actually 
be able to, and you know, that is another thing which I've been doing a lot is workshops and, uh, and group coachings in, in other settings, especially life. Mm-hmm. So this is a specialty of mine, being able to moderate a group and at the same time to steer them into the right direction. But I just realized that when a few people come together, you know, it can be a few as three. Okay. It's already incredible, the output and the outcome. Because, you know, it's almost like, A, they're igniting each other and it's kind of um, incubation effect almost. Interesting. It is really incredible, but you need people who are willing to open up themselves. And usually that happens in one or two sessions, one-on-one, you know, where I basically trigger that desire to, don't you want to grow, like really grow Mm -hmm. and learn. And you you see, I'm, I'm huge on, uh, on working the net, not so much on networking. I don't like networking meetings, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So my specialty is tapping into other people's network. So imagine if I bring three people together, what that actually means for their network. Huge. Yeah. Cause everyone has a, everyone has a good, so one of the things just that I was sitting here thinking about what you're talking about it is, you know, so, so you have managers who are struggling Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, individuals who are struggling. They're not, you know, uh, and one of the things that, uh, that I've experienced, I guess, is a lot of managers are afraid to, to kind of show vulnerability. I mean, going, going to a coach, you know, or going to a therapist or whatever, you know, it's, 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 it's a little bit different, but the one-on-one is kind of the classic because you, you know, you Mm -hmm. feel like you get this personal attention Um, with a mastermind group. I've never, I've never actually been like an active participant in a mastermind group, but I know a lot of people who run them and Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. sort of 30,000 foot view of that experience is that, you know, it's people who come together to kind of build their expertise, build their, do some brainstorming, how to, you know, jumpstart their business to the next level. You know, it's always, it's always got like a positive theme to it, it seems. Whereas in your case, not that you're not being positive, but the people that are coming to the group come are coming at it from what is in my mind, anyway, a more negative perspective. Um, how do you get them to, and I liked what you said a minute ago, how, you know, that you can be better. Is that how you kind of get, get them to, because it seems like it would be a tough dynamic to get those managers to drop their guard and be open and transparent, even in a small group as three. You see, what's really interesting, Michael, is that when they get to my door, right, when they knock at the door, they are really desperate. So okay. there is this as good as it gets leads to waking up, sweating in the middle of the night seeing what time it is thinking gosh in a couple of hours i have to get up and no i really have to return so you see they're almost at the desperateness where they would almost try anything yeah yeah that makes sense. that make sense and you see i i am an an enormous positive realist (laughs) so what you see is what you get and i say it as it is always driven by this, there is more to life. Because, you know, that's the second question, Michael, they ask. Mm -hmm. Is there more to my life? And And the answer is yes. Yeah, and it's, but it's, it's a search and it's, it takes some some struggle to get there. So so very often, 
by the way, very often they have either seen a psychologist or Mm -hmm. they've seen other management coaches. And, you know, when they follow me on social media or, or see stuff I post, they realize this guy is not a typical management coach. You know, Mm -hmm. for example, many years ago, I decided I do like ties, but if I approach my clients with ties, that usually like ties them up. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'm maybe the first management coach without a tie. (laughs) And that really helps people to open up. So they either show up uh, with no tie in the second or third meeting themselves and say, hey, it's so freeing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I go back to the So when you get to, when you get, whether it's one-on-one or with a group, mm-hmm. um, how do you, I mean, you started to say there were three factors and I think we kind of got yes. off of that. Yeah. So let's come back to that and then I'll, then I'll follow up with that, that question. So you, I think you covered the first, the first factor. Yeah. The, the first second. one, the first one is get clarity. Mm-hmm. And the second one, and that is definitely, I would say my personal key. I coined it short circuit, your inner paralysis. Mm. Okay. Because you see, I saw when I was working as a HR manager, when I was working as a managing director, as an executive, I always realized that people really are living in a paralysis. And, you know, due to my own uh, experience, I realized, because, you know, I got to that point, Michael, where I had to ask myself, is this as good as it gets? Mm-hmm. And that's when I basically started using my own medicine, which I've been teaching and and practicing for 20 years before and started applying and developed that short circuit in the paralysis concept. So you can imagine when people start realizing their inner paralysis, and it actually happens almost like naturally when I start working with people, when we talk, mm-hmm. they suddenly feel like, gosh, there's a light bulb going off, or there's a light a sense of lightness in me, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people tell me, you know, there's almost like the synapses in my brain start firing differently. Mm. So this is definitely my secret sauce, the short circuit in a paralysis. And the third one is leverage your resources. Okay. Because, you know, we talk about uh, time and happiness and all that kind of stuff, you know, without giving up your work-life balance. Mm-hmm. That all comes into that in the end. Yeah. So, so like, so giving up or, you know, breaking short, I'm sorry, short circuiting the paralysis. Yeah. How do you help someone get a grip on that? Where, where do you start with them? Basically, I let them describe their situation. And most often they actually get to a point where they realize, okay, something is not going ideal, you know? Quite often I could point it out directly, maybe after the first or the second call, but I want them to kind of figure it out themselves. They should feel it. Mm -hmm. And when they realize, gosh, there's always the same point in life or in career or, you know, in in a conversation with my boss or in a conversation with my colleagues or with my employees, 
there must be an inner paralysis. And that's when I start, start using my magic and uh, start short-circuiting those inner paralysis, mostly by questions. Mm -hmm. um, can you, uh, I know you had, I, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile a little bit ago, and mm -hmm. I know you had some case studies on there. Can you give us, or, you know, short, short descriptions of people you had helped? Um, can you mm -hmm. kind of give us an example of a question or two that you might ask in that in that situation? Let me just give you a quick sec. I'm just going into one of those case studies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it it's uh, you know it. It's a very you, worthwhile question. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say while you were while you were trying to get that opened up. That sure. Um, that Please the, continue. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, I thought maybe you would have no, that's, tip of your tongue that's, there. That's um, fine because it happens so intuitively. You know, that's yeah. what it is. Out of the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's no, why yeah. I, I like your question. Let me just give you the, a quick thought. Okay, go ahead. Sure. it's actually a very mundane question like how does that make you feel okay let's say i'm just thinking about one of the managers a lot having a lot of issues with his boss mm -hmm. and he basically tries the same approach over and over and over and over again and then I ask that person, how does that make you feel? And, you know, and then I go in depth with the questions. Like, it's almost like a, a fire, a fire brigade. Right. You know, one question after out of the question until that person says, wow. Okay. The, I really have an inner paralysis. Yeah. The, the, the thing that like the, the thing that I was thinking of um, that I see, that I see, it seems like I see over and over and over again, you know, first we we're talking about people who are being frustrated and mm -hmm. you know that, that like, like there's a, there's an individual and it might be their manager or it might be a coworker. Mm -hmm. um, and they just, you know, like the, that person is always in the way or doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't give the, you know, we were talking about respect the lack yep. of respect, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're, they're trying to work with this person and that mm -hmm. person either just doesn't react or doesn't cooperate or, you know, mm -hmm. becomes a roadblock. I mean, there's all sorts of behaviors, right. And you could pick any one of those. And it seems to me like that. I hear about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's always mm -hmm. the others, right? Yeah. More and more, mm -hmm. like more than I, more, more recent, a lot more recently, I hear about it a lot more recently than I, I've heard about it in the past. I realize it's not a unique behavior. I, you know, and I wonder, you know, if this is other people reacting in the workplace. Um, try, so, so like I'm struggling, the other person is, you know, kind of, they're trying to exert control and maybe they're facing the same struggle that the individual individual who's coming to you for coaching is trying to figure out if there's a way to maybe resolve that kind of conflict. I guess that's the question I was trying to get to. I know when you're in the notes we had, you mentioned conflict resolution and how important it is. And it, it seems in some cases, like we're not really any, maybe worse at it today than we used to be. So how do you, how, what's your approach there? You see, what's really interesting. I, I just had a thought while listening to you, Michael. 
I believe one thing hasn't really changed, and that's the level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. When I listen to my colleagues or former you know, fellow managers, I often hear how much more people can point out the fault in the other person. Yes. But self-awareness, I believe, has even become less of a, of a priority than ever. So you see, and that's actually a fun factor for me working with my clients because I tell them, hey, we have an amazing job. All we have to do is actually fix your attitude. And then they look at me and say, why me? The other person is doing the thing. Mm-hmm. I said, because you allow it. You know, I very much work with action and reaction. So they suddenly start to realize, gosh, so let's look at what is my doing in that conflict? You know, we just started talking about conflict. And then they suddenly realize, gosh, it's not just so much the other person. And then I say, hey, okay, what do you think if we actually fix your part? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that might actually almost solve it. Hmm. You see, that's the short circuit in a paralysis aspect life. So, so the self-awareness piece is that people, it, I'm paraphrasing what I think I heard mm-hmm. you say here a second ago, it, 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 is that people need to be more self-aware of their own behaviors and their own situations that will help them overcome maybe uh, you know a non-cooperative behavior from another individual in a better way. Rather than fighting, maybe they can approach it in a more positive manner. I would say sort of yes. Okay. But it's it's more like, you know, if if you are in a relationship and you have a fight, mm-hmm. how easy is it to point out the mistakes and what the other person said and the fault of the other person? And you probably experienced that yourself, Michael, that mm-hmm. rarely leads to a resolution, right? Right. <laughs> So once that person, you see, I, I do some uh, relationship coaching as well as you've seen, especially in, in management. And I tell them, look, what if you actually just step away and let's look at your side. And once they actually start to realize, hey, what is my, what do I add to this conflict? And once they actually realize that and start working on that part, I can tell you, the conflict is almost like three-quarter solved. Mm. Because, you know, you take out energy of a conflict. Right. Like, I realize, I realize that very often, you know, even with uh, my own wife, that once I start looking at, okay, Marcus, what is your part in this conflict? And I start reflecting on it, you know, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Most of the times, I would say eight out of 10, the conflict is resolved. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears and jump, jump to a completely different topic for a second. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I thought was very interesting that was included as a bullet point in, the, in some of the information that we exchanged before the show um, was you mentioned um, s- sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like co- coaching and sleep. I've not seen that either. So, and, and 
and and I I personally am a, a you know long time uh, struggler with my own sleep. I have insomnia, you know, comes and goes, but I have it quite often. So this is as as said as I said in the question, I say you know, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and it makes perfect sense because I know if I'm not if I'm not well rested, I'm not as productive, mm-hmm. et cetera. But it. I guess I guess it adds to the, to the physical and the emotional pieces of struggling at work too, right? So, how do you help your clients with that? You see, what's really interesting: sleep is almost a byproduct of what we're doing. Okay, like relax your mind, take conflict out of your day to day, you know, work. Learn how to self manage raise your social awareness, work on relationship management. And I can tell you a lot of stuff that keeps you awake at night is suddenly gone. Mm. And interesting enough, many of my clients start taking on meditation, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's super common. I've been down that route and then gave it up. Cause it just, it wasn't that helpful, uh, but I've, I've been, I've been that path myself. Um, and I finally just decided the, that I would sleep when I sleep and things are better mm-hmm. now than they used to be, but yeah, it's a, it, it definitely is a workplace issue that gets overlooked quite a bit. And I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of a, you know, I've heard of like medical treatment being offered and stuff, but I hadn't heard of, heard mm-hmm. of it in coaching, but what you just said resonates a bunch. If you take the stress and you take the over overstimulation of thinking about work and the conflicts at work and the problems you're having at work, take those mm-hmm. away. Certainly mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to be more healthy, you know, and more relaxed um, mm-hmm. in your, in your personal life. And then that should help with your sleep. So that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It sound like you're, I was going to ask. No, you no, I just said, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the so the the other thing that i that i that i loved that you in your in your uh sort of the, your out your ultimate outcome is kind of how i thought of it is that people can you know we everybody talks about work life balance and everybody talks about you know all, you know that kind of stuff but you you talked about it or framed it as more uh, a more fulfilled private life and i really liked that term cuz it sounds better to me than work life balance it 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 sort of says hey i have a space and a place to me it says i have a space and a place for myself my family my loved ones whatever you know whatever you put in that box that doesn't have to be part of work so how how did you come up with that and kind of how do you help your clients get there cuz it it i wonder if it's truly attainable you 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 seem to you seem to say it is so i'm Curious to hear your thoughts around that. Actually goes into a similar direction as with sleep. Okay. So imagine if we look at a typical manager, being it a female or being it a male, if you never really learn to self-manage yourself, if your level of self-awareness is at the level that you always see issues in other people or that you struggle about acknowledging and and um, accepting stuff. So imagine what happens if you learn just to accept that things are as they are. And now let's focus on how to change them instead Mm -hmm. of fighting. So I can tell you from one example, um, I had this um, 
this manager and he really had issues with his family, with his mm -hmm. wife. His wife almost wanted him to stop his career. She said, honestly, uh, I'd rather have less money, but I have you at home in peace and, you know, calm because he was always stressed. And while we worked with each other, I helped him to understand his wife better. So it has a lot to do again with self-awareness. So we talked about how his wife feels. He tried to put himself into his children's situation. And lo and behold, the more we started working with each other, the more the situation at home got relaxed. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah, it really does. Hang on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I have a, just one second. There's a little weird sure. sound outside my house here for one second. Somebody's have a flat tire or something. I don't know what's going Ooh. on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. Ambient sound from outdoors is always a hazard. Yes. And you're, you know, it's, just, it's, it's one of those things that podcasts, podcasters <laughs> dread, but there's nothing you can do. So, um, sorry. Listen, Marcus, this has been uh, great. I, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, we're just about at our 30 minutes. And so I want to be respectful of your calendar as well as mine. So uh, first of all, let me thank you for being our guest today. I, I, uh, I had, a, you know, you, you have a couple of unique thoughts that really intrigued me and I appreciate you sharing, you know, some broader perspective on those. I wonder if you have any final thoughts you want to share with, with our listeners. And also if you want to let people know where they can find you, if they want to figure out how to have a, uh, a more fulfilled private life for themselves. Final thoughts. Start with self. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the key I, to everything. Yeah, isn't it? I believe that's that's how it that's how I'd like to sum it up. Okay, because you know that self care, that self awareness, that self management. Yeah, starts just start with self. That is definitely yeah. the key. Yeah. Great advice. Take care of yourself. And yeah. let you take care of others better. It's great advice. And where can where can folks find you online? I know you have a LinkedIn account. Uh, do you have any mm -hmm. other social media that you want to share? Um, it's my LinkedIn account, Marcus Newcomb. Very simple. And the other platform is my website, MarcusNewcomb.com. That's Marcus with a K and N-E-U-K-O-M.com. Great. Thanks so much for being our guest today on Drive Three HR, Marcus. I'm going to go Thank ahead. Thank you and for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, truly. And thanks for putting up with my uh, lack of uh, management skills on this particular show since we had to reschedule. <laughs> but I appreciate you being a guest. I'm going to go ahead and end, end the show. So I, mm -hmm. I hope everyone uh, has a good day that's listening in. And we will uh, see you on another episode of Drive Through next week. Thanks.